0: Did you know that Black, Indigenous, people of color influencers typically are earning 29% less than their white counterparts? 29%? 29% less. Specifically, Black influencers are often earning 35% less.
1: Welcome to the Women Rewriting the Rules podcast, a production by Gush Living. I'm your host, Sumi. And I'm your host, Ashley,
0: and this is where modern women gather to navigate our way through the maze of personal, financial, and
1: emotional challenges, create confidence in our independence, take control of our finances, and achieve ambitious goals, all while loving the life we're currently living. But before we get into the content for today, we want to share something really exciting with you. We are offering a really fun incentive for our day ones, our founding listeners, to help us get this content into the ears of other women who could benefit from it. So if you love this content and you show us your love, we wanna pamper you by offering you our very first giveaway, which is a spa day at the Four Seasons Hotel. So if you want a chance
0: to win, there are just three simple steps you can take to get entered first things first, go ahead and follow this podcast on your podcast app of choice. Next, you're going to write us a short review with a five-star rating. And third, go ahead and share your review on your
1: IG story and tag us at Gush Living. It's really that easy. And once you tag us, we'll pick one lucky winner on January 1st. So get your reviews and shares in now. Let's start the show. All right, Ashley, this is our very first episode of our
0: podcast. I know it's super exciting. It's inaugural, dare I say, presidential. I love that. Well, I think to get started, since it's the very first episode, maybe we can tell people a little bit about why we decided to start the podcast. I mean, there really isn't enough content, like the content we plan to create and also give folks a little bit of information on our background so they know exactly who they're following. And I think it would be awesome to talk about all of the topics we plan to cover in the future. How does that sound? Perfect. Okay, great. So thinking about content, there are some crazy statistics out there. Um, Did you know that Black, Indigenous, people of color influencers typically are earning 29% less than their white counterparts. 29%, 29% less. Specifically, black influencers are often earning 35% less than their white counterparts in the content
1: creator space, which is wild. That's just disturbing and something that definitely should be talked about and figured out how to be rectified.
0: I know it's it's really interesting looking at some of those numbers and realizing that so much of the content that's created for people of color is stereotypical to a certain extent like Mm -hmm. i know as a black woman a lot of the content that i see that would be relevant to me is around hair tutorials and that's great but i also want to see people that look like me who are talking about other things like finance and love and relationships and careers, just some of the things that we plan on talking about. I don't know, what has your experience been like when you're trying to find good content to consume?
1: Absolutely. I I tend to agree with you. I feel like for me, representation is so important and looking at the content out there, whether it be around growing your business or, you know, stepping into the next level of, of leadership and leadership capacity. It's like, it's either like old white men or, you know, if it is women, it's, it's, you know, let's be honest, usually white women. And so I think girl boss movement. (laughs) And so I think it's one of our motivators in starting this is to be a resource for women of color and, um, just to bring a little more depth and substance to the conversation around, uh, living a good life and what that really looks like. Absolutely. It's so much easier for me.
0: I can only speak for myself, but when I can learn from people that have been through the things that they've been through, have some of the same background and experience, it, it just makes you feel really seen. And so I'm really excited for the content we're going to create. But speaking of that, maybe it would be nice to tell people a little bit more about us and exactly who we are and where we come from. Um, I think it's really important to have some insight into who you're following. I don't know about you, but there have been a couple of times that I've followed gurus or, you know, people that were positioned as leaders in certain areas and then I've learned that maybe they had some not so great characteristics that didn't align. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, let's let's hear a little bit about Sumi Krishnan, super amazing woman who started and built a multi-million dollar consulting business at mm. a young age. Like, tell us, like, how did you make that happen?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, well, first I'll start out with, you know, life is life is really good right now for me. I, you know, I feel like I'm finally doing the work that I've always wanted to do as a recording artist here in LA and co-founder of our media company, Gush. And I'm living by the beach and enjoying this active outdoor lifestyle. And I've made a community of people around me that I really love. But I'll be honest, it wasn't always like that. In fact, I spent a lot of years pretty miserable while I tried to figure things out. Um, I, you know, as the daughter of two immigrant parents from India, um, grew up in sort of a chaotic childhood environment. We moved around a ton, and I went to five different elementary schools in six years. That's so many. It was crazy. And, you know, basically spent much of my life, childhood, daydreaming and wishing life was different because I was just being made fun of all the time for being, quote-unquote, foreign, even though I'm American, um, foreign and not dressing fashionably and being new every year, right? And I still tried to be, you know, a good Indian daughter, and I went to college, and I studied electrical engineering because I thought that's what my parents wanted me to do. I um, ended up graduating and then after college, starting a government contracting company with. Um, the mentorship of many people. And one, one was my father. Um, again, not because it was what I wanted to do, but it was because I thought that's what I should do. Um, and so we ended up growing that company over you know more than 10 years. I was the president of that company and we grew it to over $20 million in yearly revenue and we had 200 plus employees. Um, but it, wasn't, it wasn't easy doing that you know and in fact i still remember the story of our first contract our first major contract win picture this i'm i'm 25 years old right i'm in this middle of this conference room in a sea of men wearing black suits and slapping each other on the back exchanging golf stories and business cards and They were all CEOs of companies in my industry that I was competing against, and here I was, this short Indian woman, (laughs) not not a part of the good old boys club, definitely not making my way through this sea of men to the front of the room because I was committed to introducing myself to the speaker of this conference who had just announced an opportunity um, that they were looking to partner with one small business um, on a healthcare consulting opportunity that would generate about Two million dollars in annual revenue. That was more money than I had ever dreamed of. Or like massive. Yeah, it was like what? And so I remember that moment where I said to myself, "I'm going to have the courage, the courage and determination to do whatever I need to do, or whatever I is in my power, to position my company as the company that they decide to partner with." So I I made my way through this sea of men. My heart literally like pounding in my chest. uh, You know, behind my red. Suit jacket and my my feet shaking in my heels out of nerves and I and I said to the guy I said you know nice to meet you look out for our proposal from K four we're definitely the company you're going to want to partner with and when I think back you know it was sort of this like unwavering um, perseverance and and resourcefulness and um, really the right mentorship too that enabled us to, we actually were the company that won that contract and that win turned into our first major contract win which propelled the next win and the next win and the next one and so my company was growing and it was great right life was good we were we were winning awards we were being recognized and then what i started to realize was while my company was growing i felt myself shrinking I felt like every time we went after another contract or we had another pitch meeting or we sent in another proposal, my company grew and I shrank. Do you think
0: that was stemming just from like the unknown
1: or discomfort? Like, where do you feel like that feeling came from? I wasn't aligned with the work. I wasn't, nothing about the work really suited me or my, what I was good at or my personality or what I was interested in. I wasn't interested in it, unfortunately, you know, but I put on a good show, of course, (laughs) as every power woman does. I put on a really good show. Um, and I remember, you know, I was working all the time. My friends stopped calling. My dating life was non-existent I was I was gaining weight and developing health issues that were like doctors couldn't diagnose it was all mystery and caused likely by the stress of the overwork and under sleeping and anyways I had this moment I plopped down on my purple couch and I was ready to eat my late dinner out of my tub of Thai takeout food not <laughs> when- a tub <laughs> it was definitely a tub <laughs> it suddenly hit me and I had that moment where I said, this can't be it. This can't be all there is to life. And I couldn't fathom continuing to live a life that was making me money, but literally stealing from every other aspect of me. Yes. So that moment prompted many years of self-discovery and a journey of, you know, I went to India and I studied under various gurus and I learned meditation practices and spiritual, you know, various spirituality uh, philosophies. And, um, I did therapy and learned about my triggers and patterns and shadows and, you know, all this stuff that's not fun, but I knew I had to do it and I wanted to do it. Um, and then I actually, um, started to explore parts of me that were totally asleep. I started learning to play the guitar and I started learning to sing. And then I also started coaching other women entrepreneurs on how to build and scale their passion-based companies. And that started to bring me to life again. Yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds like the passion was
0: then interjected, even if it wasn't fully your own passion, it was your client's passion and being a part of that. Well,
1: and I just love, you know, working with women and talking to them about growing their businesses and their life and so yeah, so that part was super aligned. And so I think once I started healing myself and getting healthier and started to dabble in things that I actually felt alive when I was doing them, I you know, led me to finally figuring out how to sell my government contracting company, which i did a few years ago congratulations Um, successful
0: exit female founder
1: yes and i will own that and help uh, (laughs) and encourage you know other women to get to the same point in their life um and uh and move across country to L.A. Um, And, you know, as far as I have ever been from my 15 plus family members in the D.C. area and now, you know, living a life as a recording artist, pursuing music and, you know, as co-founder of our media company, Gush, working to inspire, support other, other
0: women. I love it. I absolutely love it. Thank you for sharing that with us.
1: Yeah, definitely. Thank you for asking. Of course. And what about you? So you are also, um, you know, extremely successful, high achieving woman. You are a professor at USC and uh, a curriculum creator there. And you are a consultant to Fortune 50 brands on um, their marketing and branding strategies. So Tell us how you got there and and um, what your kind of story is. Yeah, so it all started with cows in my
0: backyard. Um, I grew up in a teeny tiny town in East Texas. Literally more cows than people. I woke up to the sounds of moose every morning um, and fresh cut grass, which is still a smell that just mm, takes me that. back and makes me really happy. Mm-hmm. But I grew up. Grew up in a really small town in texas single mom we lived with my mom's parents and my grandparents so i actually grew up in a multi-generational household Mm -hmm. which some people may think is odd to me it was really empowering just the relationships that i had with both my mom and my grandparents super grateful for that and the time that i've spent with them and the connections that we have but Yeah, I decided when I really didn't actually want to go to college, I guess I should go back. I didn't even want to go to college, but um, my mom sort of twisted my arm and was like, no, like you're going to go to college because you're going to be the first person in our family who's going to go to college and graduate. So went to school kind of far away from my hometown just to make sure that I didn't go back Mm -hmm. home every Mm -hmm. single weekend, which I think was key because it- You said
1: first person in your family to go to college?
0: Yeah, first person to graduate. Yeah, my mom went to college um, and took her a couple of years to eventually um, end up getting an associate's degree, but I was the first person to get a bachelor's degree. Mm-hmm. So that was felt like a really amazing accomplishment and graduated and realized that I didn't like what I had studied and it wasn't what I wanted to do. So I took All of the skills that I had learned in college put a little bit of a spin on it. The web was starting to grow at that time. Social media was becoming popular. So I just decided I was going to call myself a digital PR person. And people bought it somehow. You made it up and people bought it. I did. I love it. You know, sometimes you got to fake it till you make it. Mm -hmm. So I called myself a digital PR person, started getting jobs, getting experience at different companies of different sizes including Fortune 500 brands, and then found my way working mostly in corporate communications for large companies like JCPenney, AT&T, either somewhere in digital or somewhere in Corp.com, working on messaging and promoting campaigns and building campaigns and rebranding. And I really just had this amazing career And Mm -hmm. was excited to climb the corporate ladder, but I also had a similar moment to you where Mm -hmm. I realized there had to be more to life. So I was working at this really large company, had worked really, really hard on this rebrand, had averaged three hours of sleep a night. Oh no. For an oh, entire week. No. Oh no. While we were just trying to get this project off the ground mm-hmm. and so I had been told that oh I worked really hard and there was a promotion that was coming my way. Okay. I was really excited about that. Then I was told I had to move in order to get that promotion to a new city where I didn't know anyone, didn't have any family, and I really didn't want to do it. There was mm-hmm. this pit in my stomach that was like you like your life now as it is and you shouldn't move. But I was afraid that if I didn't go along with the status quo and what I was being told, that opportunity would disappear. So I bit the bullet. I moved, even though I wasn't excited about it. And after I got there, I was told that I didn't seem happy enough at work, at work. I was told by the person that I was reporting to at the time that I just wasn't smiling enough in the office. And I just didn't seem happy enough to be there. And I just wasn't going to enough happy hours and drinking with everyone after work. And I had this moment of realizing that one, I had been duped. And so I'd fallen into this trap of doing what I thought that I had to do to climb the corporate ladder, to be successful. And even after doing all of that, making all of these sacrifices, I still wasn't going to get promoted. So at that moment, I don't know what it was. Like something snapped in me. I went outside, called
1: my mom, cried, of course, you know, the tears. Wait a minute. You made the move because you were promised a promotion. Yes. And instead of a promotion, you got, you're not happy enough. Yes. (laughs) I got instead of a promotion, I got told that
0: I wasn't happy enough, smiley enough, and didn't drink enough. What about your work? The thing that would matter. (laughs) You would think that it would matter, but like that's one of the things about being in mainstream corporate America. And maybe some people can relate Mm -hmm. to this, but so often, like I was raised to think that hard work pays off. Mm -hmm. Like that's what I heard my entire life. I come Mm -hmm. from a blue-collar family. And Mm Everyone said, work really hard. It'll pay off. And a lot of times it doesn't. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, especially for women and especially for women of color, Mm -hmm. there's this whole emotional aspect of the labor that you're doing in the office. And there's a saying that I've heard before where at times women go from pet to threat. So when you start at a large company and you're a woman of color... People enjoy the whimsy of having someone who's a little different and having someone in the office who has a different culture and who has different experiences. But when you are there and you're actually contributing, there are people that get really intimidated by that. Right. And in that intimidation, you become a threat. Mm-hmm. And so instead of looking at the work that you're doing, even if it's really good work, people will find Anything that they can grab onto to be a reason that you're not good enough for the job. And for me, it was my smile. My smile right. wasn't smiley enough. Right, right. So went through that experience and something really snapped in me that F this. Like, I don't want to climb this corporate ladder anymore. If okay. this is what it's gonna be like, and I also went on a journey of personal development. I started learning about different energy healing modalities. I learned about plant medicine. I learned about Tantra. I just wanted to learn more about myself, who I was and what actually made me happy, what made me tick and what were the things that made me, me. And in that process, I woke up one morning and decided to quit that job and left corporate and decided to just build my own path that led me to moving out to LA. I did some work in the startup space in Silicon Beach for a while and then decided to start consulting my own clients. I really wanted to work with brands that were bringing good into the world, mm. not just to shareholders like yeah. I experienced in my corporate career. I wanted to work with people that were really making a difference, making an impact in the communities that needed it and working for myself and being an entrepreneur allowed me to hand select the clients that I wanted to work with Mm -hmm. and really focus on that impact. So I've been doing that for the past few years. And then also kind of random, a friend one day was like, you're really good at marketing and you're so passionate when you talk about it. Have you ever thought about teaching And it made me think back to this moment that I had had in 2012. I remember it very distinctly. I had woken up and this little voice was like, you're meant to teach people marketing. Mm. And I kind of ignored it. And then when my friend made that comment, it brought that idea back to me. And so I started Mm. teaching and she was an amazing friend, still is an amazing friend. And she sent me this link to apply for USC. And I was like, there's there's no way. Like, there's absolutely no way. And she's like, you don't know unless you put your name in the bucket.
1: Isn't it funny that that's what you thought, though? Because I bet any man in your position would have been like, oh, fuck yeah, I got that.
0: a 100%. Men never, most men, I can't say all men, (laughs) but most men in general, and there are studies that back this up. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. They don't think as their gut initial instinct, about why they're not good for the job. They immediately think about how they're good enough for the Mm -hmm. job and how they can learn whatever they need to learn Mm -hmm. after the fact, which is
1: exactly what we should think. And I, Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: And that's also, I think, why it's so important to have a tribe of strong women Mm -hmm. that you're connected with, that you're constantly communicating with. Mm -hmm. Because even just having one person that you can ping who will stop that thought yeah. in your mind and yeah. put you on a better track is so
1: important is pivotal like transformational yeah like it yeah. will
0: change your life Entirely. to hire one good person one good person in your corner who will mm-hmm. tell you mm, clean that thought process yes. up and let's talk about how you would be amazing at this and how you'd be good at it yes so luckily I had that friend she told me to apply I did I got the job mm-hmm. and I've now been an adjunct professor at USC for a few years. And then that actually led to them asking me to create a new course for a master's program that they're building. So completely untraditional path, mm-hmm. but really having that moment of realizing this is not the life I want for myself. And I'm going to have to make some really uncomfortable decisions and sit in my discomfort and learn to be un learn to be comfortable being uncomfortable.
1: That's that, the game
0: of life. I think that's the key to success. It is. It is. Like that's, that's really what changed my trajectory yeah. because if I hadn't made that decision, I would still be sitting in a cubicle yes. somewhere being told that I needed to smile. Well, a more. maybe
1: you may have also been in a corner office, uh, but just not aligned.
0: This is true. This is very true. So yeah. So that's, that's a little bit about me and how I ended up here with you today, building this media company and on this podcast and just really on this amazing mission to create content with a new lens that helps the people we want to help.
1: Yeah, for women like us who want to le- live our best lives and you know, figure out what that looks like, how to achieve our most audacious goals, how to take those risks, how to you know, up-level our, our careers, build our businesses if that's what we're into, um, relationships uh have deep meaningful connections yes and take passion in the
0: creative side of yourself uh-huh. like you're doing right now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and really exploring the depth of what it means to be a woman in this modern world that we're currently living in where there's so many expectations and so much weight that sometimes sits on our shoulders around what we should be doing i hate that word should um and what people expect from us instead of really just opening up our view to get comfortable with what we actually feel happy doing and to own that Mm -hmm. unapologetically a hundred percent unapologetically
1: what makes you happy those are the topics we want to talk about preach And, you know, as a support and community for women like us, I think it's really important that we come together, especially now when so much is going on in the world to attack our basic human rights. Yes, And, you know, it's, it's scary. And it's a time where we need to come together more than ever before and figure out how to navigate this new world and, you know, make, make, make the best of not only our lives, but our contribution to the world as well. Absolutely. And I think
0: as women who have built their own path, maybe society would have said we shouldn't have been able to accomplish the things that we could have accomplished. Oh, yeah. A hun- right? 100%. You know, wouldn't have expected these various backgrounds achievements to yeah. have come to this. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think really taking this as an opportunity to just Let people know there are so many possibilities out Mm. there. You may not be able to see them now because sometimes they're hidden, Mm
1: -hmm. but
0: they're out there and Mm. we really want to make more women of color aware of what's possible, what they can accomplish, what they can achieve, and also just to know that there are people in your corner rooting for Mm -hmm. you that you don't even know yet like us. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> we are also really passionate about women making money and women really being financially empowered. Because yes. That's how you empower yourself and then help others and end up, you know, reforming the way our, you know, you help your community and then you money makes the world go around. And so we don't want to shy away from that either and ne- neither of us um are the type of people who Who shy away from those topics. And so that's gonna gonna be um something we're gonna delve into as well.
0: Absolutely. So if you're still listening, thanks for hanging in there with us and hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you are just looking for community, connection, practical ways to level up your life, learn more about yourself, and ultimately feel more fulfillment and more happiness with greater ease want to invite you to just go ahead, subscribe right now because we are definitely your people and we're so excited to build this community of badass women who are really going to make massive impact in the world.
1: See you next time.
0: Thank you so much for listening to today's show. And don't forget, we still have that really amazing incentive for anyone who's listening to this podcast right now, who is looking for a community with other like-minded women, we want to pamper you. And that's why you have an opportunity to win a spa day at the Four
1: Seasons. So how do you get entered in? Three easy steps. First, Make sure you're following this podcast on your podcast app. Press that little follow button. Then write us a short review with a five-star rating. It really helps get the word out to other women who need this content. And then third, share that review. Share your review with us on your Instagram story, but be sure to tag us. It's at Gush Living. We'll pick one
0: lucky winner on January 1st. So go ahead and get entered right now. And we'll see you next
1: time.